And that's how the intro goes. Hey, everybody. Theme song. I'm going to say theme song. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White, and this is the premiere podcast. If you didn't know, it's a premiere pop for cpluscomedy.com, where there's a bunch of stuff you can do stuff on. You can. It's a website. You go there. You listen to You listen to this. You watch shows on the, on the thing. A really bad night, guys. This is a horrible night for me to record. Not like last week. Last week was terrible. This night's going to be good. Listen, I want to take... Oh my God. I want to take a little deviance away from what I, my auxiliary topics I've written down beforehand. Right now, I'm watching, I'm breaking the fourth wall, as I typically do on this show. This is a new segment of the show called Breaking the Fourth Wall. It's not. And I'm watching The, the Bachelorette in Paradise, The Bachelor in Paradise, whatever it's called. And all these people, there's, so, there's such, such crappy just instances. They're all just little petty people saying, oh, I'm falling in love with this person. I'm falling in love with this person. I'm here doing this. Oh, you've made my paradise experience great, blah, blah, blah. I just watched this one girl just say, her name is Amanda, I believe, blonde girl. And this guy likes her. They threw some, what's it called? Those glow sticks into a pool. And then they went for a walk on the beach. She just did a talking head that said, I'm not, I don't really feel anything with this guy. And then she goes out. She's out there the night before just kissing the dude. And she's, I'm shy. And I don't feel, I don't know. It made me so mad. It made me angry. I also saw a casting notice. They said we're looking, for, they're looking for ba- uh, for women for The Bachelor. And I'm thinking, why don't they just make me the best? Why don't they make somebody, somebody, not just, if they're not going to do me, if not me, somebody like me, somebody who do- who doesn't have money, who's not tall, who's not white, who just, just a regular old Joe. Like if they got me, I think I could, I would be able to pass. I would be able to do a lot of damage on the bachelor. And I'm talking, I'm talking about with the women damaging a lot of women. No, but for real, I think I would be a decent bachelor, a decent bachelor enough. I'd be able to, to get in there. I'd change up the game. I wouldn't be like Rachel Lindsay. I wouldn't bend to the whims of the producers and all the, all the uh, white people in charge. I'd be the guy in there. I'd be, t- the, the, what, what do you want to do today, Chad, for a day? Oh, we're going to go skydiving into a pig farm, and we're going to clean up pig poo. And that's what I would do. I'm really popping those peas there. I'm just trying, just trying to. Anyway, that's all I thought. I also want to mention, I'm thinking about this a lot. T- uh, today I was working on Miami nominations I do. I do. Right now, I'm going to do a Google form. First time I've done a Google form for Emmy nominations. What you do is you choose your first choice, your second choice. First choice gets a full point. Second choice gets half a point. So, if you if your first choice for best comedy show was Blackish, your second point your and and your second choice was Veep, you get a first point, full point. And, and it's and if they choose Blackish, you get a full point. If they choose Veep, you get a half point. If they choose Atlanta, which I hope they don't, you get no points. So. Anyway, I'm doing that, and I'm thinking, and the people that are part of it, that, that I send this to, I send this to a, a group of friends, and then they compete to see who can beat me. You can beat me, then I'll give you a gift, or a prize, or whatever, and I don't know what the prize is, it's probably just going to be a free dinner or something like that. So, I'm thinking about some of the people I'm sending it to, a couple of them are married, and I'm thinking, I haven't talked to them since probably my birthday, which in which they said happy, during which they said happy birthday, excuse my grammar, and then before that probably th- their birthdays <laughs> which are months ago and I'm thinking I don't like to spend a lot of time talking to my to my married friends not because they're married actually probably it's because they're married uh, mostly because they're married <laughs> but also I just don't think that I don't want to be I don't want to be the the one of their single friends is just talking to them all the time just like hey what's up what are you guys doing what are you uh, that's cool how's, how's working all this I don't care 
Because first of all, I don't like small talk. That's a very big issue of mine. I dislike small talk to a point where people think I'm rude, and I don't. No, I just don't like small talk. But I, I don't know. It's just it's weird to me to be uh, one of their single friends, and they have their own lives to live. I, and that's what I want them to do. I want them to live their own lives. If you, if I don't talk to friends who've been in a relationship <laughs> for too long, or who've been, who are now married. Or engage. I just don't feel like it. I feel like I should just talk to other single people. And I think that's what I'm going to keep doing. But uh, to my friends that are married, if you're listening to this, and maybe you are because there's 20 subscribers, <laughs> I doubt I doubt you are. But if you are listening, I'm not ignoring you. I just want you to live your own lives because we're going to be separate people. And because we are. We used to be good friends, and now we're not. That's fine. I don't care. I love you still. Anyway, let's get on to the auxiliary topics. Guys, Mayweather McGregor. Watch that fight. Listen, let me tell you, I found a Twitch stream. Somebody was streaming on Twitch. A lot of people were streaming on YouTube. The YouTube ones kept getting taken down. And and first of all, they were minutes behind. I could not deal with that because I knew that once the fight ended, I was going to get an email. I was going to get alerts, uh, an email from Deadline and Hollywood Reporter and The Rap and all those places. And then I was going to get alerts from the New York Times and ESPN. And I mean, obviously, I can ignore my phone. But when it's 12 o'clock and I'm trying to stay, <laughs> trying to stay up to watch this, I'm doing anything to distract myself. Speaking of which, I fell asleep in the eighth round and Mayweather TKO. I don't know if it's TKO. Uh, he won in the 10th. So there you go. Uh, moving on because I got I to gotta do this quick. I want to do something else. I want to I wanna talk about something else. I got it. Listen, guys, I just finished watching King Julian <laughs> on Netflix. It's a, it's a, it's called All Hail King Julian. It's a prequel series to the movies. So it's just King Julian. He just became king, and he has a bodyguard named Clover, who's not in the movies. So I assume she leaves at some point. And there's Maurice and Mort are there, and I think Annie Richter's the only, the only person that returns from the movies. So they're all there. They're all the characters are there. They're all, and then you're, you're being introduced to new characters, uh, like a, a toucan that hosts her own uh, quote unquote TV shows. They don't really have TV there. Uh, uh, there's different kingdoms. There's a crocodile kingdom. There's the lamer kingdom, which King Julian's in charge of. There's a Mort kingdom, but a different world in a different universe. Anyway, I'm getting too far into it. But this show, King Julian, takes place. So it's like I said, it takes place um, in a time, in a time before the show, before the movies. No one knows really when. I just assume. <laughs> I assume. I don't know. And they just put out a fifth season, probably May this year's, which I, wow, I've been watching this show for like seven months. It takes me so long to get through a show. And then eventually <laughs> around the second season, I get into it and I just start watching more and more. I've only do two episodes a day. If you know me, I watch two episodes a day of a show, of a new show. And then I got to, I got to move on because it's, it's, I don't like to watch one thing at once. Uh, but so it all takes place before the movies. And then there was Penguins in Madagascar, which apparently is not a part of the universe at all. I think it's just a spinoff that happens to, you know, to star all these other characters, the Penguins and uh, Maurice, who's played by the same, you know, it's, it's all the same characters, but they're all different things. So I really think, I think Madagascar is really <laughs> the only good, Shrek is not good, the only good DreamWorks animations uh, franchise. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic, and I hope they come back. I think the third one is my favorite one. You're what's most wanted. There's going to be a fourth one at some point. But so the so all Hank, it's all hail King Julian. Then Madagascar one, then Madagascar two, then I think the Penguins movie is that what it was? 
I think it was the Penguins movie. Penguins Madagascar comes out in 2014. No, so it's after Madagascar 3. So they're still doing the, what's it called? The circus. And, and then the penguins go, hey, we're going we're gonna to disappear for a while. And then they disappear. Oh, yeah, there was a Puss in Boots movie. I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. There's so much going on, guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess, I guess, guess it all takes place uh, kind of in that time frame. But All Hail King Julian is very, it's a lot of DreamWorks shows. A lot of their shows do not start out good. Uh, and then eventually it builds up into a good show. Uh, all Hail King Julian turned into this great meta all just just show that just dropped everything in the the Madagascar world and it just made it a basically a pop culture show uh, kind of like Turbo which I don't think Turbo is coming back but that Turbo show that cartoon oh boy those later episodes very good even though it's only 2D show they did anyway go watch All Hill King Julian I think it's great I think it's fantastic if you love cartoons like me because you're a child go watch it uh, also, I want to talk about the return of Episodes. Episodes is a show. It's the final season of the show. It's, it stars Matt LeBlanc as himself. And he's and he's gonna, he's part of a show called... Uh, oh, boy. I don't know. Uh, this is season five. So it starts off with him getting a part in this show called Pucks, which is a hockey-based, I guess, comedy or drama. Yeah, I think it was a comedy. And he gets... Uh, he starts working with this British couple and then eventually a couple seasons down the line, the British couple, they some stuff's happens. And then, you know, anyway, we're in the last season and now Matt LeBlanc is doing a game show called the box and people are just in a box. <laughs> it's so stupid describing it. People are in a box and they have, they win points by hurting other people in other boxes, like uh, having Gilbert Gottfried read the Bible to you, uh, to somebody else you being able to get a bed or a shower or something like that. Anyway, so that show's doing well. And now and now Matt LeBlanc uh, or the British people have to work with this uh, this other guy that they hate that used to be one of the British people's couple uh, writing partners. Anyway, it's a great show. Uh, I really like that show a lot. Go watch it. If you have Showtime, give it, a, give it a shot. Give it a go. Urge people. I urge people. Matt LeBlanc is a great guy. Very funny guy. Also, we'll talk about The Tick. The Tick is back guys the tick has been around for pretty much the past 20 years so if you don't know the tick tick is a big muscular bound guy who's a superhero and he's based on the bug the tick and he's just very dim-witted very very stupid but he's such an honest guy and he's very funny and in every incarnation of the tick it's just been uh just one of the one of the most lauded i guess superhero properties in the world uh, so the tick is, uh, he's a comic book character and he has superhuman strength and he's not invulnerable, which he says in, in the show, in his new version of the show. So in the, so he's, he's been on three, TV three times. All right. So there's tick, the 1994 animated series, and that ran for about three years. Then there's the 2001 series with Patrick Warburton as the tick. And now there's this new one with Peter Serafinowicz as the tick and uh, all three are great. They're very good, but this new one is so it's very funny. It's it feels more like a movie. I'll write a review on it, but it feels more like a movie that they had. It's the I have there's six episodes up on Amazon. It was in the pilot part of the pilot program last year. Amazon picked it up. Jackie Earl Jackie Earl Haley is in it. Griffin Noonan and then Valerie Curry Curry as well. 
<laughs> I could not speak. Uh, but it's created by Ben Edlund, who let's see what else he did. He's a he's a, he did he's doing a very good job. The show is a very hard MA mature with the language, just the way they speak to each other. Uh, he worked on he was a writer for Firefly. He was a writer for Angel. He was a writer for the Venture Brothers. Oh, look at him. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars is a good cartoon. Gotham, wow. Powers on the PlayStation the PlayStation app. PlayStation edited. Wanted to do TV for a long time, and they stopped doing it. Um, but it's a it's a very good show. It's and it takes a this new one takes a, a different look, a different approach to how the Tick works. The Tick is they're trying to figure out where he came from and and why. And then our the new Arthur Griffin Noonan is trying to figure out why where he belongs. He's kind of this weird suicidal de- depressive kind of kid, and his and his sister's always bothering him to step up and do well and stuff and it's a it's a it's a fun show check it out um but yeah i want to move on guys i gotta move on i got got one more thing to talk about it's very big so this past friday watch the tick this past friday i left work i knew this was gonna happen i bought a ticket to see one of my hero my comedian hero (laughs) jimmy pardo jimmy pardo now if you don't know his name then uh, you're probably right you don't know his name but you've maybe seen him in one or two things uh jimmy pardo is a comedian he's a comedian who's been doing this for you know as long as i've been alive he's also he also hosts a podcast called never not funny which is probably my one of my favorite podcasts of all time one of my favorite things of all time love listening to them i subscribe to stitcher premium just to get their back catalog of hundreds of shows just so i can listen to them talk i there's like one one episode i was just listening listening to last week where they they were talking about the Grammys like three years ago, and so it was an episode from three years ago, and I just happened to listen to the Grammys. Same thing with you two, you talking you two to me, you two you talking you two to me. A lot of using there, um, but yeah. So I went to the show. Uh, I, I've and I've and he done and he he was doing it at a, a venue that I've performed open mics at twice, twice now, guys, two times or three times. I can't count two times. Uh, it's the Laughing Skull Lounge Vorte- at the Vortex in, in uh, Midtown Atlanta. And so, I mean, let me paint you a picture, guys. Let me paint you a picture. I, I leave work. I leave work early. I leave because the doors open at 730. I leave work at like 730 exactly. <laughs> and he's going on at 8 o'clock. I go there. I got to park. I, I've already spent 30 some odd dollars on this ticket to go, see a, to go see a stand-up show, which I rarely do. The only other live comedy thing I've seen is... Comedy Bang Bang, the tour that came here in Atlanta last May. And I went by myself again. So at this time I went by myself again. Because A, I don't want to invite somebody to, to a, uh, a show that I, I don't think they're going to enjoy, quite honestly. And B, because I know I'll enjoy it because I love Jimmy Pardo. And B, I don't want to pay for somebody else. <laughs> so so I go down there. I leave. I, I park across the street uh, in a parking lot that 100% of the time, I always get stopped by some some homeless dude, A or B. He's a just a some turd who's trying to get some money. He's like, hey man, you got a dollar? Hey man, you got some extra change? And if you if you're wearing better clothes than me, and I dress nice, if you're wearing nicer clothes than me, you're not gonna get money from me. Uh, so anyway, uh, I park. I pay to park. Ten bucks. Ten dollars to park across the street. And I'm thinking. Man, Jimmy Pardo better be worth it. At ten dollars, I got paid ten dollars just to park and 
just to hey, just to go across the street for an hour and a half. So I do it. I park. I pay to park. Of course, I, I, there's no. I have no other choice. Run across the street. I don't run. I walk. I don't want people to see. I do have to stop because my my boot is untied. I've been walking halfway across the street and I noticed that I had to, I had to stop somewhere and, and tie my boot. I was hoping I didn't get stopped and touched or anything. Because uh, it's Atlanta. Anything can happen. It's Midtown. Anything can happen. And so, walking to this bar by myself, I go. I talk. I, I get my ID checked. And guys, I know. I know I'm 21. I mean, well, I'm, I'm 24. I know I look over 21. Come on. I never get carded. And then I, I, I go in. I say, hey, I'm here for the comedy show. She goes, go to the back. And I go, I know where I'm going. I perform, I, sweetie, I've performed here. I interview comedians. <laughs> you, you know, you know, comedians, I interview them. They're not big all the time, but I do it. And I go to the back. Uh, you have to go. You, so you have to you have to cross through all these tables. You have to cross through all these people eating. You have to pass by the kitchen, and it's just in the back. There's no other way to get to this comedy club. You get back there. It's right by the toilets. The stage is not that big. The room is not that big. It's. Uh, I'm, I mean, anyway, we get. I get in there. It's not. It's it's small. I get in there. I see. On first of all, on the confirmation email, it said two drink minimum, and then. <laughs> and the there's, there's there's posters all plastered out through the comedy club, two drink minimum, two drink minimum. And I'm thinking, dang, I just spent ten dollars on parking. I don't know if I want to, want to get anything to drink. So I get this. So I get one of their cheap, I guess, house beers, which were, uh, I don't know. I had some type of ale, and it was like this laughing skull ale. Oh ooh, boy, I'm just hit the desk. And so that cost me five. I it cost me four bucks. I tip a dollar. I go. Because that's all I got. I give her a dollar. I, and then I sit down and I go, I hopefully, hopefully no one comes up to me and says, you got, I saw you, you got to buy another drink. Because <laughs> I don't have the funds for that. I just, I just paid $30 on this ticket and $10 in parking. So I, I go to see, I go to my seat. I sit down. I'm all the way in the back. Because I bought my ticket really late. This, t- this is a all. This is a sold out show. I think all his shows were sold out. I don't want to say. I don't want to say that they were, but I think that that they were. So I sit down. I'm I'm drinking my beer. All right. And then I see uh, what the host comes up, and it's a guy that I did an open mic with. The last open mic I did, he was there, and I, he didn't host, but he definitely performed. And uh, he told, you know, Sammy jokes that you hear from young comedians. I mean, he just got back from doing a show in Florida, I believe. But uh, he's a fu- he's a funny guy. But he told a wee joke, and I just uh, those are just the laziest, laziest jokes. I'm not a I'm not a fan of that stuff. I'm not a fan of Doug Bench. I'm not a fan of any of that lazy wee joke. Typical the stuff that I can just pull. I mean, I don't know if it's because I. I don't want to say study comedy. It's because I'm I'm in the comedy world and I talk to these people and I, or I and I watch a lot of stand. I used to at least and that I can pick out the the punchlines and everything. But I just don't. I don't like. It. I don't like. It. Anyway, and another guy performed and he was a funny guy. He's very slow, methodical. He's kind of like Nate Bargatze if Nate Bargatze cursed. Um, Nate Bargatze mixed with Jim Gaffigan if they <laughs> so, and then if he cursed, um, and then uh, and then it was a guy. That came from the Tonight Show. He does. I think he. I think he's the warm up comic. His name is Seth Herzog. Very funny guy. Hilarious. Uh, there was, and I will tell you, out of all three of those comics, one of them told a joke about Charlottesville and Sandy. Oh crap, San Bernardino. 
and it wasn't it wasn't about it wasn't about the situation that happened but it was about the surrounding situation and it wasn't a joke it was it's not what you think it wasn't a, it wasn't a controversial joke it wasn't anything that would that should be reported on but it was a very funny joke that was essentially uh, no one no one said thoughts and prayers <laughs> they were sending thoughts and prayers to to Charlottesville, but they weren't sending thoughts and like like they like people were posting pictures of uh, sorry the mic people were posting pictures of themselves in Charlottesville and saying thoughts and prayers. I used to be I was there. I visited there 14 years ago, but no one was saying that about San Bernardino. Like oh, I visited San Bernardino. <laughs> it was a very funny joke. I'm butchering it the way he described it, but it was very funny. It's so one of those three comics told that joke. I think it was a okay. I don't want to blow up his spot. But it was hilarious, and I laughed very hard at that joke. Which, speaking of which, it's it's. I I was thinking going to this show, maybe am I going to be able to laugh? Am I going to be able to laugh in front of strangers I know? Uh, short answer is yes. I don't. I of course I laughed. I, Jimmy got on stage. I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't. I couldn't get rid of that smile on my face. Jimmy was twenty feet away from me. Um, I'm a very silent laugher. And so I, the people next to me, they're just laughing. They're just clapping along. There's a couple next to me. I'm just like, I'm just shaking my, shaking my, my shoulders, shrugging them up and down. Cause I'm laughing. Uh, anyway, I, anyway, so, so Jimmy, so I go see Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy gets on stage. I'm clapping. I'm clapping along. I'm like, this is Jimmy freaking Pardo. I listen to this guy every week with Matt Belknap and Garen Cockrell and uh, Elliot last name. So, <laughs> so, so Jimmy's up there just telling his jokes, doing. He's going so fast, and I and the one thing that pops over my head, I'm thinking, how many people are there? Because I know people do this. How many people are there? just to see a comedian and how many people there see Jimmy Pardo. And obviously he has a huge following. I mean, he's one, he's a, he has one of the longest running podcasts, if not the longest running podcast in podcast history, you know, besides serial, the original podcast, you know, the podcast that started on the podcast. <laughs> That's a dumb inside joke. Um, and so, so, so Jimmy's up there telling his jokes. A lot of people, everybody's laughing. And then this woman keeps shouting things out and he's doing, yeah, credit to him. He's doing a, a crowd work tour. He doesn't go up there with prepared material. Uh, he goes up there and he's just doing crowd work. He's talking to one guy in the crowd. He's talking to the other two guys in the crowd. Just going, just telling jokes, blah, blah, blah. Talking, just talking to people. He's a very funny guy. You can do that. And this lady keeps responding and he makes fun of her voice. She shuts up for a while. <laughs> and my God, it was the greatest put down I've ever seen uh, up front in, in my in person. He does it. He does it a lot on the show, but Man, the way he can he put down that lady and she shut up, boy oh boy, did that feel good. Uh, but he, but, he, but all in all, it was, a, it was a very good show. I'm very glad I got to see him. <laughs> and then, so here's my thing. I at the end of the show, he says he's gonna sell some stuff right there in front of the and on the stage uh, before he leaves. I mean, before he does his second show. So right now. I'm I'm like I'm thinking I got I got to meet Jimmy Pardo. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. I wait in line. I'm maybe third or fourth in line, because uh, like I said, not a big show. Maybe seventy people tops. I get in I get in line, waiting. Blah 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 blah. People talking. People talking. I'm just standing there. 
I'm looking around the pictures. I see a picture of Paula Tompkins was apparently at the Laughing Skull in 2004 or something like that. And I was I thinking, wow, Paula Tompkins, PFT was here? This was before he was PFT. Was, he was just Paul. He was just some guy. You don't know who Paula Tompkins is. One of the best. One of the best alternative comedians right now. He's a very funny guy. Anyway, good at improv. Not trained in improv. Good at improv, though. Uh, so I finally get in, finally there. I'm just, I'm talking to Jimmy Pardo. We shake hands. And I'm thinking this is great. I'm trying to be in the moment. I'm I'm going, Jimmy. You're. I'm not trying to gush all over him, but I am gushing. I go, Jimmy. You're a very funny man. I love the podcast. I heard you were coming. I had to buy a ticket. It's great. And he's going, Yeah, thanks, man. I very I appreciate it. Blah blah. blah. And I, then I do some. I go. I say the dumbest thing. Oh, so how's your stay in Atlanta? And he goes, I just got here four years, four hours ago. So I don't. I really haven't done anything. I go. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, oh, uh, well, anyway, I love the show. Okay, bye. And, and, then, we, and then I leave. I leave because I, I get self-conscious. <laughs> Let me tell you, I talk. If, you, if you're a frequenter of cpluscomedy.com, the website with comedy website with a whole bunch of stuff on it, you know that I've interviewed a lot of comedians. I talk to them. I, and you've seen the beginnings of the conversations. And maybe you've heard the beginnings of the conversation. I've never do. I never do the interviews around people. So I don't know why you've heard them. Um, but the way, the way this conversation with Jimmy went, I was not pleased with it because I was so awkward. I've, I've only now saying that I do these, com- these, these, these interviews with these comedians. I've only do it over the phone or I do it over email. I've only done two over email. All the other seventy or sixty some I don't know how many how many have I done the other anyway the other ones I've done have been all on the phone so I'm talking to the people I'm calling them numbers their people are calling me I'm calling them whatever and we're having a good ten to sometimes thirty minute conversation just talking about stuff and oh, mostly about comedy and so I'm talking to Jimmy and I'm thinking this is not I'm not having a good time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm happy to meet my hero, but I have I have I've dug a very crappy conversation hole, and I think we both know it. But he's being very polite. I, Jimmy, if you're listening to this, I don't know why you are though. Thank you. I appreciate you for speaking with me. It was great. Please know that I'm way better than I than I was on Friday night on uh, Friday, uh, August twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen, at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Atlanta at the after the eight o'clock show. Please know that I am way less awkward. I would, I've uh, listen. I've spoken to your friends. I've spoken to Jen Kirkman three times. No, twice. Can I count? I've spoken to her to- twice. I've spoken to Lori Kilmartin. I've spoken to Matt Bronger. I've spoken to so many people that you know that you have crossed paths with that you've had on your podcast. I am better than what I was. Okay. I promise. And if you're listening to this, I want to try my darndest. I've tried, I've tried once and twice. I've tried twice to set up an interview with you, with your, your people have not responded to me for good reason. (laughs) So Jimmy, please, if you want to talk to me, feel free to hit me up. I am so sorry. I feel stupid. I promise you, I will have a better conversation for you next time. But that was great. I, I eventually, I got back home. Got back home at like 10.30 on the dot. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, man. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I met Jimmy Pardo. Shook hands with him twice. Uh, he called himself. Uh, I said, I said, you and I are ba- <laughs> This is so, I hate my life. He said, I said, uh, you and I are, the, are basically the same person. Uh, you know, we just, we do this, we do that, blah, blah. It's just so funny. And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm just, but except I'm a little nerd and, and, and you're you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
I'm thinking, no, we're the same. <laughs> oh, my God. He gave me a compliment. I feel good. I feel good. Jimmy, I, and I shook his hand. Jimmy Pardo, what a nice guy. He looked me in the eye when we were speaking. I'm, th- I'm thinking, man, this guy, this guy can really hold a, hold a conversation, even with even when it's with somebody as dull as me. It was great, though. I hope to see him again. I hope to I hope to somehow make my way out to to flappers. They, he ended up the he and Matt Belknap have a uh, residency there, a month residency, not a month long one, a monthly residency at flappers in Burbank, I believe. I think I think it's Burbank. Anyway, I'll be excited to go. I got to go to Los Angeles. I got to meet that guy. I got to meet a lot of a lot of a lot of other people, a lot of other people. You know, I got to hang out with my contemporaries, with these people who are, who are going to, who want to be interviewed <laughs> by me. Why? Why does anybody want to be interviewed by me? Okay. Speaking of interviews, we got in this. Hey, you can go to, you can read a lot of those interviews, every single one of those interviews at cpluscomedy.com where we got the latest news reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits that only I can provide you with. You can follow us on Twitter at cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter. Jesus. <laughs> not, not at Jesus. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White, like us on Facebook, tumble with us on Tumblr, and listen to the Constitutionals podcast. This is just the tumble with us on Tumblr. Why did I say that? I am. Let me tell you right now. We are. I am just. I'm just going through the motions. Right when I when I say that in tag stuff, I I'm going right through the motions. Follow us on Twitter. As he was got do all I said. I've never. I haven't said tumble with us on Tumblr in a long time on News Time. So anyway, do all that stuff. Do it. It's great. Watch the tick. Watch episodes if you like that stuff. Listen to the Never Not Funny podcast. Listen, guys, I subscribe to seventy three podcasts. If you want some podcast recommendations, if you're mostly comedy though, mostly comedy and NPR and New York Times, like learning podcasts. So comedy and learning. So if you want that type of stuff, man, I got you. I got you. I'll say comedy bang bang. Uh, you made it weird. Um, uh, uh, with special guest Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, I, whatever you want. You can have, uh, oh, ooh, ooh, still processing. Whatever you like. I'll give it to you. I'll tell you about it. You'll say, what's it about? I'll give you a synopsis. I'll give you a log line. Three words. Still processing is about uh, two culture writers and how uh, they have topics. <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job. And they do, they do topics about how this uh, stuff relates to the culture. The end. Boom. That's how it, That's how I do it. That's how I do it. Uh, check out the Never Not Funny podcast. Do what you gotta do. Okay, guys, that's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.